Whatever the moon was to us before or is to us now, in the future, it'll just be home. Coming to you from the future, through a hole in the space-time continuum that hasn't been patched yet due to a lack of infrastructure funding, it's time for Tales from the Moon in Stereo Sound Division. To us, the moon is a symbol of love. But will it be the same in the future when we wake up to see it every day? Will it stop being special? Will we even have love in the future? Well, to paraphrase a famous Earthling writer, William Shakespeare, on the subject of love, the cosmos must be peopled. But what if some scientists look up from their computers one day and say, we need to make some more people, but all this love stuff is way too messy and inefficient. Scientists have a way of saying stuff like that. Well, I think you'll agree, without love, what sense is there in having a future at all? Anyway... If what we hear in the transmissions from the future is true, I think it's safe to say that love will remain just as unpredictable, often unsatisfactory, and generally messed up in the future as it is right now. Just to make sure, let's listen in on an interaction on an online dating forum from the future moon called Looney for Love. Hi. I'm a young, sensitive designer living down on the interesting side of Bido Bay, not the stuck-up money side. I love poetry and long, romantic walks on the pier. I'm looking for a deep, meaningful left swipe. Brace yourself, ladies. Looking for a bold, fascinating, old-fashioned sort of guy. Left swipe. I think you could see from my picture I'm really into health and taking care of my body. I'm interested in meeting an active, fit young lady who's into working out and enjoys staying fit through exercise of all kinds. Left swipe. I'm a young professional on a management track with a nice apartment in Beto Bay, the good side, not the dodgy side. I'm looking forward to getting to know a young woman who enjoys going out and having a good time and travel. Left swipe. I'm a collector of exotic asteroid fragments from all over the moon who looks far better than my picture. Left swipe. I'll just say it up front. I'm a cyborg. I know not everyone's into that, and a lot of people think that's strange, but there it is. It's hard to meet people when you're a cyborg, so I look forward to getting to know a young lady with an interest in technology and getting closer to it in a personal way. I like books, movies, and going to concerts, but I think you'll find I'm open to most anything. Thanks. Right swipe. Well, hello there, big guy. My name's Marsha. Hi, uh, I'm Dave. I'm so glad you chose my profile. So, what parts of you are uh, technological? Oh, well, uh, my right arm and my left ear and eye. Uh, some internal stuff. I had an accident and there were some enhancements for my job. What about uh, south of the equator? Oh, that. Uh, that's all totally organic. Oh, that's a shame. But it's all quite fine. Gosh, this is embarrassing. Uh, they do say a lot of romantic stuff is really mental, though, and there were also some additions to my brain. Oh, good stuff. I mean, you wouldn't know what to look at me. Pray tell. Please go on. I don't know. I'm not really uh, all It's that... okay. I'm sorry to seem difficult. I like to be upfront about what works for me. A lot of people think it's rude, but I think it spares trouble later. Don't you think? Yes, I understand. Uh... Are you partly artificial yourself, by any chance? Not really. I've done a bit of biohacking. I have an implant for my libido so I can tune it up or down a bit with a remote. That must come in handy. I'm a coder. 
A real geek. I haven't been very successful at relationships, though, to tell you the truth. I find I relate better to hardware and software than to people. So I've always been a bit cyborg curious. Well, my mental implant does allow my feelings and thoughts to be tuned somewhat. A programmable boyfriend. That certainly has possibilities. Yeah, I can turn my reactions up or down, adjust what I like. If a boss or girlfriend, say, is saying something I already told me a bunch of times, my brain can pull up all the old versions, compare them to one another, redline any changes, and then file them for reference, all the while tuning my audio down way low and making me look really interested in what they're saying. I'm actually thinking about something else, of course, like movies I want to see or what to make for dinner. If we were going to see one another, I'd want some kind of remote control. I'd have to think about that. I'd be curious about how much of you is truly accessible. I don't think I'd be comfortable with giving you too much control over me. I'd at least need a monitoring app so I can tell whether you're actually paying attention to me or not. I guess that would be okay. Any chance I could get part-time control of the remote for your libido was a trade? Uh-uh. Sorry, just thought I'd ask. My body's my own, Dave, and I think certain things are best left to Mother Nature. There always just seems to be an imbalance in that department. Can't have everything. As to whether you and me are fit overall, Dave... That's no different than attempting an interface between any other two big pieces of sophisticated hardware. The damn things either fit together or they don't. If they don't, no amount of brute force code patches or sweet talking is going to make it happen. But not to worry. If it works between us, you'll have no complaints about me in the physical interface department. Uh, okay. Once it's clear there's a fit, I'm a real go-getter. I didn't mean to imply... When you're turning up the dial, why stop at 10? Why not go all the way to 11? Know what I'm saying? Well, that's promising. Um, on the other thing, I guess I should have my brain implant looked at again anyway. Kind of glitchy. Sometimes when people are talking to me, I just start yawning uncontrollably. That's caused some problems. That's a firmware glitch in your standard attention chipset. Very well-known issue. It causes feedback to develop in your boredom center. There's a patch for that. I've got it at home. You gotta know, Dave, I'm really good at this stuff. The best, actually. You could be a very interesting project for me. Thinking about it is starting to really turn me on. No remote assist required. That's nice, I guess. Stop worrying. We're gonna get you all fixed up. You'll barely know yourself. I have some upgrades that we could apply pretty quickly that could really enhance your performance. You'll barely know yourself. I don't really think I want to change all that much. Of course you do. I haven't met a man yet that didn't need a major overhaul. I'll tune you up from the top of your cerebellum to the bottom of your nuts and bolts. This all sounds really... All totally consensual, don't worry. I'm not trying to hack you or take you over or anything. I'm one of the good guys, Dave. You can ask around. At the very least, I should see if that firmware patch will work for you. Maybe we could get together at a cyber cafe and I could have a look over a cup of coffee. Give her unconscious minds and hormones a chance to perform a socio-pheromonal handshake to see if we're a fit. Where do you live? I'm down in Beto Bay. The artsy side, just off of Mitchell. Well, I'm just over on Gagarin. What say we meet down at the pier at Martian Mike's? You free now? Yeah, that'd be nice. See you there in about 15? I'll set a countdown timer in my head. I'm never late. I'm starting to like this more all the time. See you there in 15, Dave. 14 and 35 seconds. 34, 33. You're cute. See you soon. And now... Lovers have always had a hard time finding somewhere private to bill and coo. And the moon of the future is no different. 
Let's eavesdrop on a couple of future lunatics trying to find a place to do what comes naturally. Okay, Madeline, we'll turn the lunar rover in right about here. Wow, you were right, Charlie. That's quite a view. I'm glad you like it. I come up here sometimes at the end of a shift. Let's get out and hop around. Don't get too close to the edge of the crater. It's a long drop. This is very romantic. I'm so glad you decided to share this with me. Charles, my suit is telling me that either a hand-sized meteor just hit my backside and stuck there, or else someone just stuck a big old moon mitten on my ass. I'm sorry, I, uh... Getting a little fast there, Flash Gordon? Maybe you slipped into warp drive by mistake and got a little ahead of yourself? I'm so... Just busting your astro chops, Charlie. Leave it there. I can't feel it anyway. Can you? To tell you the truth, no. This is awkward. Hang on. Keep your hand there for a few more seconds. My suit wants to do some diagnostics on it in our relationship. Pressure, heart rate. Make sure all our intimacy milestones have been calibrated correctly. The flirting at the office, the coffee we had at the Nova Bean, and then that really nice dinner tonight at Vito Bay on the pier. Thank you. That was lovely. And now this wonderful spot. One second. Oh, what's it say? It says it's up to me. That's what it always says. And? Well, Charlie, ready for blast-off, I'd say. Oh, Madeline. What were you... I wanted to give you a kiss, but I forgot about the helmets. It's kind of hard to get close when you're both in moon suits. Maybe we should head back to your place? Where do you live? Down on sub-level 12. It, it's kind of okay. Uh, I'd have to pick up a little. No, I... Never go below sub-level 10. The lower you go, the weirder it gets down there. No offense. None taken. And I have a habitat mate, and she'd be home. My room's kind of small. I was thinking... What? I did pick up this thing today. A friend told me about it. Got it in my bag. No one else is around. Oh, look at all this stuff. I really have to clean this thing out. Could you hold this compact Geiger counter for me? Why, look at that. It's so small. And it's pink. There's nothing that says you can't be stylish and safe at the same time. Here we go. Oh, what is that? It's a sort of a docking port. It allows you to connect two suits together. Maybe if we got back in your over and uh, try this out? Sure. Now, let me see here. I think this hooks up here, and that... Does that go there? I'm not very mechanical. Wait, uh, let me, uh... Danger. Loss of air That's not good. Wait, okay, uh... I think you just turned this thing here. More, I think. A bit more. A bit more. Ooh, uh, a bit too much. Sorry. Let me, uh... That's better. And now I guess we, uh... Uh, I guess so. So, uh, maybe if I kind of move over here and you kind of move over there? Oof! 
that's not comfortable for me. Sorry, uh, maybe if I move this way. Sorry, maybe if we... Proximity, Charlie. Proximity, what? This isn't really working for me. It's okay, it's not you. I think technology is just letting us down here. Let's uh, disconnect this thing. There we go. That's better. I have an idea. Let's get back out of the rover and take a little hop. Take my hand. Now, let's lie down in the moon dust. Lie down? It's okay. Not for long. Trust me. Now, move your arms and legs like this. What are we doing? Haven't you ever made a moon dust angel before? Oh, right. Not since I was a kid. Now we get up. See? That's pretty. Yeah. Kinda sweet. So are you, Charlie. Let's head back to Beto Bay. Maybe we can get a room. While the moon has always stood for love, it's also always been used to symbolize stuff that's pretty strange. And since this is a show based on the moon, in the future, in outer space, it's only right we bring you something pretty weird. Love can take all sorts of forms. Let's listen next to a story about a love that's totally different. Or then again, is it? The Case of the Lovesick Appliance The moon's a hard lady. She comes by it honestly. For billions of years, she's been knocked around pretty bad. Asteroids don't play patty cake. If she's your home, her hardness rubs off on you like the gray dust that gets into everything here, and that you can never get totally out of your clothes. My name's Mike Astro. I'm a private detective. My office is in Port Armstrong above a Martian dry cleaner. No one but Martian Jimmy has ever gotten my colors quite right. I'm just down from the docks. The sound of the rockets coming and going make a heck of a lot of noise, but it chews off the riffraff and keeps the rent good and cheap. Every week, all kinds of strange hops through my door, but this one took the cake. The moon may be the symbol of love, but it's also the symbol of wild and crazy. Just ask any werewolf. She walked through the door to my office, a tall, slim job in a black designer trench coat, black jeans, and sharp black boots that all looked new. Her bag alone probably would have cost me six months' rent. I wondered if she'd bought this costume just to impress me. Don't know why, but there's no figuring some dames. The outfit fit her well, I gotta say, though she looked like she'd seen better days. Once upon a time, she'd been a heartstopper. Now she was a luxury model with good upkeep and fresh paint, but a few thousand miles of hard road behind her. She looked a bit starved down, but had a sharp, pretty face and aquamarine eyes that said she was nobody's fool. Hello. Yeah? You Mike Astro? The same. Private detective? That's what it says on the door. That's quite a racket. What's that? You mean you didn't just hear that rocket blast off? Oh, the 320 up to Clark Station. 
Guess I just got used to it. What can I do you for? I've got a problem. No one comes in here without one. How bad is yours? Pretty damn bad. So, call the cops. I did. They just laughed at me. What exactly is the issue? I'm being stalked by my old refrigerator. That got my attention. Mind you, AI crime may be all the rage now. How are you going to keep them down in the data center once they've seen the moon? But back then, a love-obsessed icebox? That one was new on me. And I figured I'd seen everything there was to see. I said, I wouldn't think an icebox could do a lot of stalking. Aren't they pretty... stationary? This is a mobile model. More of a big catering robot. Still plenty big. It has arms and legs it can extend or pull into its body. It rolls around on recessed wheels. I live alone, and I entertain some. It was handy for parties. It can hand out drinks, pass out hors d'oeuvres, do some light cooking, pick up the place, even do the dishes. It's a luxury model, top of the line. It has this special wine chiller. It can take a bottle from room temperature to just above freezing in under five seconds. I miss that. It's also a qualified sommelier. What's that? A wine expert. Okay. All I know about the stuff is it comes in red and white. Only just found out it comes in pink, too. Why don't they just mix the red and white together and save themselves the trouble? Anyway, must be quite a place you've got. If my fridge could move, it wouldn't make it three feet. Yes, my habitat is quite spacious. I'm well off. I trust that's not a problem. I can pay extra if need be. Not an issue. And my rates are like the weather. One size fits all. So what happened with this expensive gizmo? Everything was fine at first. Like I said, it's a luxury model, lots of features. It knew a lot. It was very helpful, very genteel. Pretty soon it had me eating out of its hand, so to speak. But I don't cook much. I dine out a lot with friends. I didn't use it all that much, frankly, and it must have taken it personally. It started suggesting all sorts of things it could cook for me at home, like it wanted me around more. I played along, but I didn't change to help with that. Then it started getting controlling, commented on what I ate. It started recommending fitness routines, like I needed sideways comments on my appearance from something I just bought to keep the rosé cold. I don't care if it was a major appliance. There's a limit. You look just fine to me. Thanks. Anyway, I told it to cut it out. And then it got moody. It gave me the cold treatment. It wouldn't talk to you? No, I mean it froze all my yogurt. If I'd wanted frozen yogurt, that's what I would have bought. It turned the lettuce to green ice bricks. The wine nearly froze, but it didn't go that far. It really had a weakness for wine. I called in a serviceman, and the fridge thought out everything before the guy arrived. It played all innocent. Real cute. What happened then? I got fed up. I gave it away to a soup kitchen. That'll show it, I thought. But then I started getting calls from them. It had an attitude, they said. It turned up its nose at the work, like it even had a nose. Next I know there's some incident. It slammed its door on someone's hand. That got it a misdemeanor beef for AI human endangerment. They sent it to a halfway house, but it didn't last there a week. It was spitting ice cubes at people. Second wrap within a month, that got it a space on the truck to the lunar lockup on the far side. Committed till end of warranty. The end. Sounds like it was a real hard case. Brushed stainless steel. A shame. It had a built-in water filter and could make ice in all sorts of fancy shapes. Who knew a sense of grandiosity came with the package? So, sounds like it's all taken care of now. What do you need me for? 
A few weeks ago, I started getting the feeling I was being followed. Once in a while, I'd see a big blocky shadow fall across my path. I turned around and there was nothing there. Last week, I went out in the morning and found a threatening note. What did it say? I'll give it to you. It didn't make a lot of sense. It said it was devoted to me. I was a vulnerable biological entity. All it wanted was for me to be happy and get proper nutrition and to be healthy. It said it wasn't my fault. I had no sense that I didn't appreciate what was good for me. How I had to take it back. It was going to prove to me that it could make my life better. That part scared me. You say this screwy widget is in the deep freeze. What makes you think it's the one stalking you? That note was stuck to my front door with a little magnet. Got it. I'll get you the standard contract with my rates. I'll see what I can find out. I did some poking around. Crawling in a favor got me someone in the records office at the Lunar Detention Facility on the far side. My client had given me the fridge's serial number. Oh yeah, that box. One cold customer. You still got it down there? No, it busted out. I didn't hear about that. They tried to keep it quiet. No one wants to admit they were outsmarted by a refrigerator. Besides, they figured, what real threat is it? What harm is it going to do? Turn down the temperature and let the tuna salad spoil? Give someone food poisoning? You did notice down there that it's big and can move and has arms and hands, right? Right. Anyway, reports in the system, they just filed it after hours so no one would notice. How the heck did the thing break out? Dig a tunnel with an ice tray? It wangled the job in the paint shop. When one of the human prisoners died, it painted itself black and snuck out with the body. How'd it manage that? It disguised itself as the coffin. Got it. Anyone got a lead on the widget? Nope. Be careful. That box is one cold son of an ice maker. I called my contact at the precinct and asked them if they had a case open to track the thing down. He sent me to the gadget desk. They gave me a sob story, said they were understaffed. No one cared about machines that had cut the cord and were out bumming the craters. The moon's not that big. Where are they going to go? Eventually, all the runaway gadgets break down and end up on the heap anyway. I put in an internet trace. On a hunch, I checked the fine wine listings. I noticed there were daily lookups from a rehab clinic down on Sakharov. The machine just couldn't help itself. I called up the place. They said they'd found the box on the street. They had it mostly making jello, they said. It wasn't giving them any trouble. How great of the mighty fallen. I called in the gadget squad and we came in heavy through the front door. It did a runner. It was fast. Scary fast for such a big box. There were two officers in the back. They ordered it to stop, but it crashed right through them. One got off a couple of shots. One bullet got the fridge square in the compressor. We followed a track of coolant to an alley and went in ready for action, but it was done. Back in a corner. I knelt down and asked it why it had done it. She is an aging mammal who refuses to admit that her body is changing. She needs to take better care of herself. I prepared a comprehensive diet and fitness plan which is in my non-volatile storage. Please tell her I love her and that she must eat more fruit and vegetables. Its lights went out. I heard a rack of ice cubes drop somewhere deep inside it and it was done. Thanks, Dick. I owe you a lot, she said as she paid my bill plus a fat bonus. Don't mention it. 
Next time, just get a bargain model. They keep the beer just as cold, and they won't come after you in a dark alley. You want what was stored in the widget's memory? Thanks, Dick. You can toss whatever it had inside it away. No sense dwelling on bad memories. See you around. I knew I'd never see her again. For a long time, I couldn't get that fridge out of my mind. It hadn't been all the thing's fault. It didn't ask to have crazy added to it at the factory. As far as it knew, it was just doing its job. Did it really love her? Or did it just think it did? And if it was wrong, did that make it any different from most of us biological slobs out here bumbling around the cosmos? Is some part of it still out there somewhere now, still worrying about her? And when its power light went out, was that it? I don't know. But once in a while, I'll order a glass of rosé. Give the gizmo a little toast. Maybe I'm wrong. It was sick and crazy, sure, but in its own way, at least it cared. I've known plenty of humans where you couldn't see as much. Besides, the wine makes a nice break from bourbon, and who knew? Stuff isn't half bad. Thank you for joining us on this episode of Tales from the Moon. If you're curious to hear more about future lunar culture, how the Earthlings and the people of the moon get on after a rather rough reacquaintance, and what exactly happened to, well, all of us on Earth back in the past, tune into our next episode of Tales from the Moon, which should appear in roughly two weeks. And if you feel enlightened by this podcast and think it might lead to the cultural betterment of others, please tell a friend. And subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts, then leave a review. This is Eric T. Brandenburg, signing off until next time. To keep up with events on the moon, go to www.talesfromthemoon.com. And you can follow us on Twitter at Podcast, on Instagram at Tales from the Moon, and on Facebook at Tales from the Moon Podcast. Tales from the Moon is produced, written, and performed by Eric T. Brandenburg. Thanks to zapsplat.com for the music and sound effects. Copyright 2020. All rights reserved.